What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, you guys. We are back with yet another guest episode for you today. And this is a really fun one because it's actually another podcaster with a very similar podcast to us. So his name is Anthony Rastigu, and he has a podcast called Useless Degrees. So he's a recent grad, a fellow 2020 grad, a full-time media associate, and like I mentioned, a fellow podcaster. So the themes of our show overlap quite a bit. So we're really excited to have him on the episode to talk about what his podcast covers and really the value of a college degree. That's like the main topic of his episodes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a really fun conversation with Tony and we're excited for you guys to listen to it. Yeah, for sure. Like Anya said, our content definitely overlaps a ton and I think he provides a really interesting perspective on just what it's like to be a post-grad. So if you're curious and like our episodes, you'll definitely like uh, the episode that we did with him and his episodes in general. Yeah, we were also on his show, and I think that episode should be up already, so go check that out as well. We talk a lot about our own post-grad journeys and our opinions of college, so if you like our show, you'll like his show too, so go check that one out after you're done listening here. But before we get into that main episode topic, let's do our segments, starting with the week in review. So for my week in review, I wanted to call out a very fun date night idea that I did the other night. Um, And so basically we had like our own DIY wine and paint night. So, and it was surprisingly affordable, I will say. So basically what we did was I went to Michael's and I just got like a value pack canvas set, just two canvases. I think it was like $6 or something. And then I got... um, a surprisingly wide array of colors of acrylic paints and like a beginner set of paintbrushes, which was like $12 combined and just a bottle of red wine. And we turned on Bob Ross. Um, I forget what the scene we did was called, but there's literally so many Bob Ross videos. I didn't know that. Like I knew he was a thing, but I didn't know that there were like legitimately hundreds of videos, which is insane. So just pick the one that, you know, tickles your fancy, go off. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah, it was a really fun way to spend a date night. It took way longer than Bob did. Like the Bob Ross video was only like 35 minutes. So I thought it would take us about that time. It actually took us like two plus hours. It took us way longer than I expected because we like were always mixing the colors and everything. But I would highly recommend if you're looking for a fun date night because I feel like we've really struggled in COVID to like do anything interesting because we're being responsible, which is a good thing. But like Literally, we haven't had like a technical date in like so long and it was just fun to actually have like a planned activity to work on together and like be away from the screen for a while because I feel like for the most part, like when we hang out, it's kind of the same thing every single time. So yeah, I would highly recommend and it's just a fun thing to do with friends too. It doesn't have to be a date night. Um, So I definitely want to, I was mentioning to Kylie, we could do this because it would be a really good like de-stressor, um, which is especially relevant given her weekend reviews. So I'll toss it over to her. <laughs> Yeah, so I officially titled the first half of my week in review as Sad Boy Hours, because I think that's a good way to put it. We, everyone knows, we record in advance. I feel like we say this in every single episode and they're tired of hearing about it. But Valentine's Day was just around the corner. And I feel like even if you're not necessarily like single and insecure about being single, just holidays in general can kind of stir up 
feelings of stress and anxiety and whatever you're going through. And that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I normally, I, so I, we've said before, I'm the resident single girl on this podcast and I've really never like had a Valentine's day where I felt super, super insecure about the fact that like, I'm not necessarily prioritizing relationships right now in my life, but this Valentine's day was very different for me. And I just kind of on top of that, just had like a whole kind of overwhelming feeling of just, Am I going to look back on my life and be like, why the hell did I prioritize this and not prioritize that, um, this other thing? And why did I do this instead of doing this? Like, I just like went down a whole rabbit hole and I've always been the type of person, honestly, since like late high school, that's gotten really overwhelmed with just how short life is. Like, I'm very cognizant of the fact that like my life could end this second. And I just got really overwhelmed with this idea of like, if that did happen, I would not be happy with where it ended, which is like, that's, I realize it's an irrational thought. Am I going to talk to my therapist about it? Of course. But (laughs) that's what I was feeling. And I texted a few friends when I was like, really, really sad boy. Um, And, you know, all my friends told me that they feel the exact same way. Like I texted Anya and Anya was like, I feel like everyone feels that way. And no matter what you're stressing about, whether it is your relationship status or your career path or whatever it may be, like you could get that sorted out and there would still probably be something in your life that needs work because life just isn't perfect. And that's something that I have a lot of uh, trouble accepting, but I'm working on it and it's fine. So I am kind of toying with making this like an episode and I don't know if it's something that you would want to jump on with Anya or if I could just talk into the void for a little bit about my feelings. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if that's if that's a feeling that you've had, just feeling really overwhelmed, especially in like the relationship, like feeling like you're wasting your youth, not like super prioritizing, like falling in love and like all of that. I feel like I can go on for days about that because I've just had many thoughts. Um, but I need to, you know, get the emotions in check first before I can give thoughtful um commentary on that but yeah so that's where I'm at (laughs) this Valentine's Day so many people said the same thing it was like there are so many weird relationships that you just didn't even know were happening that like came out of nowhere like every all of a sudden like everyone I knew was posting with a boyfriend that I had no idea existed and like maybe it's literally same because of quarantine like you weren't seeing people out and stuff like that but I was just like literally what like how is everybody in a relationship and I had no idea but then I get insecure because I'm like well if this is a brand new relationship then it must have formed during quarantine and I'm like how the hell did that happen because I've seen what I've needed to see in New Hampshire and what I'm looking for is not here so I don't know how people are doing it right now maybe they're just in better hometowns (laughs) And we are, but that was harsh. I don't, New Hampshire boys, you're fine, but just not, I, I've seen what I needed to see. So yeah, good for you if you're in a relationship, I guess. <laughs> you and Grant are going to have to unpack that one. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, but I think you took like the one decent one. So I'm like, well, let's cross Grant. No, I'm kidding. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll make a whole episode and just like rant. I think you should. That. I feel like you should do it. Okay. <laughs> done we're doing it okay look out for that one 
Um, and then my other one, which I didn't mean for these to be so depressing. I swear that my favorite is more fun. Um, but again, since we are recording in advance, this happened a bit um, further back. But I did want to bring up, I've mentioned that I went to Assumption College for undergrad. It's Assumption University now. And over this past weekend, they posted or a organization affiliated with the college posted a very homophobic and transphobic letter that won an award. What contest awards people for being homophobic and transphobic is beyond me, but that's what happened. And so I just wanted to say that like that's disgusting and it's really, really disappointing that in 2021, I have to be talking about how my university can't get with the freaking times and accept that love is love and that I went to a university like that likes to mask homophobia and transphobia behind being religious and um, people of faith because I, I'm not a religious person, but because I went to a religious college, I've met plenty of people that I think are incredibly in tune with their faith and are not homophobic or transphobic. They're not, they can exist together. You can, you can be religious and not be a bad person. And I, I, again, I don't mean to be so harsh in these, in this week in review, but it's just how I feel. Um, so yeah, so I know I have a few friends who identify in the LGBTQ plus community who went to Assumption. And obviously I've been talking with everyone that I went to school with. And so in case I haven't talked to you about this and you're listening, I'm so sorry. Like I, I'm so pissed off and I can't even imagine how people in that community are feeling because I'm not the community that was offended by this or that was like targeted by this and I'm still freaking pissed. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm here with you guys. I'm really hoping that Assumption can get their freaking act together because this is not the first time in this academic year that they have said something homophobic and sexist to boot because also they like to tie abortion into and birth control into it and act like uh, women are evil for taking contraceptive and I don't subscribe to that. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't like it at all. I do not condone that behavior. And if Assumption doesn't get their freaking act together, I'm going to act like I just didn't go to undergrad. So yeah. And like, if they're doing something that's pissing off their alumni so much, I can't even imagine like the tone of the current student body too. I think their only saving grace is the fact that it, you know, it's not a normal campus because if mm-hmm. I were on campus and things were normal, whew, I'd be barging down some doors. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into our favorites. So my favorite for this week is a couple pairs of pants. Weird, I know, but hear me out. I really don't like buying pants. I don't think I bought pants like through college. I cannot think of, I think I can think of like one pair of pants that I accumulated through college. <laughs> You're correct in assuming that means that I'm still wearing pants from high school. I am. They're falling (laughs) apart. They're out of style. Like, it's not it. So I have bought five pairs of jeans or no, five pairs of pants in the last two weeks, probably trying to upgrade my collection and like get with the times and like wear adult real pants. So that's where I'm at. Um, But I actually had a very successful... Everlane order. Um, so I wanted to call out the specific pants that I got in case you guys are also in the market for pants. Let me just pull up what I got here. And also disclosure, I feel like I thrift 
the vast majority of my clothes these days. And I love thrifting sweaters, but I've like just never had luck thrifting pants. It just hasn't worked out for me. So if you have tips, let me know. I would love to be better about it. But um, if I had to buy new, I was glad that I could do it from a place like Everlane, which is is more sustainable. So I got the straight leg crop in golden brown, which is like a fun, you know, brown color, you might think. Um, And then I got the high rise skinny jean and the easy straight leg chino, which is chef's kiss, iconic European vacation vibes. So I'm just saying, if you're in the market for pants, <laughs> check out Everlane. I didn't get any of these full price. Um, I also, I went on the sale page and found like very decent basics. So highly recommend checking them out. I do have one other pair of pants from them that I really like too. So I think they're going to be my pants go to. And if you guys have never checked out Everlane, highly recommend. They, I think the phrase that they use is that they're something transparent, like ridiculously transparent or like something like that. So like you, they actually show photos of their factories on the website and stuff like that. So pretty cool brand. Um, and yeah, highly recommend upgrading your pants. Don't wear your pants from high school anymore, people. <laughs> We're moving up in the world. Yeah, tea. <laughs> oh my God. I I agree that I don't like wearing pants, but I also just love shopping. So I think I, I get over it really quickly. <laughs> Did you mean buying um, pants? Why? What did I say? You said wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, I wear, I do wear pants, I swear. And I also <laughs> don't like buying pants. <laughs> I like wearing pants and I don't like buying them, but I buy them anyways. Anywho, I'll <laughs> learn how to speak by next Tuesday, I promise. Um, but my favorite is the, I believe it's pronounced Necessaire? Necessaire? Necessaire. Necessaire? the body wash and the lotion i've seen this all over tiktok and youtube anya has not so i can like i'll write it out in the show notes in case you're on anya's side of the internet not my side i have no idea but is it incredibly overpriced body wash and lotion yes do i feel like a fancy bitch using it Yes. So it's worth it. (laughs) Um, I got the body wash and the sandalwood scent because I decided to completely upgrade my shower routine and just get, again, a bunch of like overpriced, probably unnecessary, but also kind of necessary products to just like make my shower like a really fun time. And so I got the body wash and sandalwood because I got a vanilla scented uh, exfoliator, like scrub, sugar scrub. And I thought like the sandalwood and vanilla combination would be really nice. That is nice. Yeah. So far, I love it. Um, Realistically, is it like blowing me out of the water? No. But I just feel really like fancy using it. And that's just kind of what I wanted at this point in my life. So, self-care. Yeah, exactly. Like it's in my mind, I'm like, I'm just investing in self-care and even if it's just body lotion, if it's making me prioritize taking care of myself, then it's worth it. So definitely recommend. Um, I don't know if there's like known dupes out there for products that are very similar, um, but that are a little more cost efficient because it was $50 for the body wash and the lotion. And I know that's outrageous, but you deserve a gift, you know? I just think it's funny because like you texted me so matter of fact that you had bought this and I had just never seen this word before. And I was like, <laughs> you bought what? Like, I feel so I out of the loop. 
I think it's because a girl that I follow on TikTok, which I think this is why I thought you knew. So her, I think her name's OK Callie on TikTok and she's in law school and she like vlogs on TikTok. And so I follow her and I really like her videos because we're both in law school and she uses it. Like mm-hmm. every time she shows herself like showering, she, obviously she's not actually showing herself showering, but you know what I mean? Um, she's using their products. So I was just like, oh yeah, Anya knows who Callie is. So I'm yeah. What do you know? So yeah, the morning. get yourself some overpriced body wash. All right, let's move into our main episode portion of the day, our interview with Tony. You guys are really going to like this one. Let's get ready for a post-grad heart-to-heart. Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving into the main interview portion of this episode, we're really excited to welcome Tony Rastigu, a recent grad, full-time media associate, and fellow podcaster to the show today. Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, The themes of our shows overlap quite a bit. So we're really excited to welcome Tony on to dive, you know, into the value of a college degree and his philosophy on the topic. Absolutely. Definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Can you start by introducing yourself to our listeners? Maybe talk about where you went to school, what your major was, what you're up to now, all that fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, my name is uh, Anthony Rastigue, uh, but now that we're friends, you may call me Tony, as I like to say at the beginning of each episode of my podcast, Useless Degrees. And the show essentially focuses on, fo- it focuses on people that are excelling in careers that are different than what they studied in college and all sorts of different steps along the way. What really draws me is that everybody has a different story to tell when it comes to graduating college, finding that first few jobs perhaps, and eventually excelling in something that they feel passionate about. So the show really focuses on the gaps that lie far in between when it comes to graduating and taking on those next steps because the postgraduate life is certainly one that's very interesting, full of a lot of full of a very unique community, I would say, that is definitely searching for a lot. So the show definitely aims to help professionals as well as students when it comes to career and college related advice. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely listen to a couple episodes and love what you're doing with the show and you're a recent grad yourself too, right? 2020? I am, yeah. So graduating in 2020 was very interesting because, you know, everything was going so well, you know, the energy was at an all-time high, I would say like going up into halfway uh through February, everything was fantastic and then once March started to roll around and COVID hit, it really changed everything quicker than I could have ever imagined. Graduating in the midst of a pandemic was not something that I was expecting whatsoever. I was expecting everything to, you know, be end on a, to end on a really good note and just really bookend, you know, an amazing experience that I had at college. And then we were faced with a lot of challenges overall. And then once I graduated, I essentially took on four different just odd jobs before actually getting into my first agency job, which was supposed to be working at an advertising agency immediately after college. But because of COVID, uh, I was basically forced to wait like nine months after I got the initial offer. And so I spent all summer, more than summer, uh, pretty much just trying to put myself to work and keep myself occupied through all, all that time. Because I like to I like to tell people that I'm like a self-proclaimed workaholic. You know, I can't just take time off like that. You know, most people love to 
travel immediately after college. And I'm all on board with that, but traveling restrictions definitely prevented that. So I was pretty much forced to finding jobs that I knew that I was well overqualified for, but I still needed to make some money and I still needed to put myself to work in various ways. Worked everywhere from uh, Lowe's, Rite Aid. I worked for an automotive company where I was literally the guy that would stand at the front of the doors of the facility and take everybody's temperature. I would sit there for eight hours a day on a laptop, just scanning people all day long. Uh, then I worked at a UPS store. And then finally, I was able to land my agency job, which is the one I wanted. And that also was a whole different story in that of itself, working from home. Definitely a challenge for a lot of people, but I come to like it. So graduating in 2020 was definitely something that I feel has a pretty strong community behind because everybody is in the same scenario. You know, everyone wasn't expecting this whatsoever. They thought they had everything lined up and then, and then this, you know, COVID decided to kind of shift things around a little bit, but it's all about just bouncing back and coming back stronger than ever. Totally. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you said around there being a community of 2020 grads. I think we all get each other like nobody else. Um, And so you work in media now, right? So what was your major to get into that field? Um, I try to evaluate myself and figure out, well, if I'm interested in this, then maybe I should pursue something like that. I literally started off as just a film major just because I'm a big fan of movies and media and all sorts of stuff like that. So I tried to get a degree in that. And then as time went on, I started to really figure out more so my junior and senior year when things started to get a little more serious in terms of finding careers. That's when I figured, all right, I got to find you know something a little bit more professional, something that I can have like a more clean cut route to get toward. And so that's when I looked into public relations, which ended up being my my degree overall. And it's funny because I literally switched my major the day of the deadline for spring grad spring 2020 graduation registration was up. So I made quite the quite the leap there, literally just signing to everything I needed to do to pretty much switch my major completely and still graduate on time. So while the final senior year was a bit of a, not so much of a struggle, but more of an overwhelming amount of things to get done, I was still able to get by everything just fine and still accomplish quite a bit. So it was great that I ended up landing at public relations and then ultimately getting a job in media, which was exactly what I wanted. Awesome. Yeah. I think that story of, you know, switching your major a million times and, you know, you to the the most extreme at the very last minute is so common, obviously a big topic of your show and our show. Um, and where did you go to school? I'm not sure if you already mentioned that. So I went to Western Michigan University, which is a mid-American conference school, Mac school, just located in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is the Southwest side of Michigan. And it was just a big enough school that I wanted to be around because it wasn't a big 10 school by any means, but it was in terms of size, just exactly what I was looking for because it was around 25,000 students altogether. And I think that gave me the opportunity to stand out more in my organizations and really get my name out there and allow myself to network in the most effective way possible. Yeah, for sure. It's funny to hear like, 25,000 undergrad because my school had 2,500 undergrad. And I always forget that like to some people that's like not ginormous, but to me that just (laughs) feels so ginormous to hear that. But yeah, so could you tell us a little bit about how higher education has kind of shaped your understanding of, you know, just society as a whole? I mean, I think both of our shows kind of really delve into 
the fact that we're all in college and getting out of college. And I'm curious, like, do you think people who go to college end up with useless degrees as your title satirically suggests? (laughs) I think that as time goes on after you graduate and you're working let's say a nine to five job that you may not love. And then it starts to make you question if you would have done a thing or two different in college to really get somewhere that aligns more with your own priorities and your own passions. And so it seems like at the end of the day, people's passions are not so much open for exploration in the midst of your college years. And a lot of the times is because it's difficult to know exactly what you want to do when you're 18 years old, taking on your freshman year of college or however old you are when you first start getting into undergrad, because it's difficult, it's intimidating. And it really takes a year or two of getting that college experience to really kind of find yourself in a way. And I would also say that the post-grad life definitely challenges you when finding yourself as well, because you're pretty much just thrown into an ocean without really knowing how to swim. You kind of have to figure out where you fit best and what aligns with what you're qualified for, but also what you're interested in too. And so it's always a challenge to really figure out what you want to do. And going back to how useless a college degree can be, it's, it's, it's tough because everybody's situation is different. And some people may be coerced into taking on a field of study just because that's what their parents intended them for. But they might also take an interest in, I don't know, art or something like something artistic or something like that. So it really is, it really depends on the situation with each person because their passion could be all over the place and that may not be found in a university setting. But as long as they're either listening to the right podcasts or consuming a right amount of content that helps their, that helps them work on their own self-improvement then I believe that they're able to really find where they best fit in those four years of college. Yeah, I really like that metaphor of uh, being thrown into the water and not knowing how to swim. I think that's how a lot of people feel freshman year and when they graduate. Like I kind of feel like that right now, just in a totally different way. Um, And so obviously, you know, the title of your show would suggest that you've been, you know, questioning the value of a college degree. So is there a personal story behind that or a reason that you were interested in exploring this topic further? I think the main reason why I started the podcast altogether wasn't so much because I found my own degree to be quite useless. In fact, I found it to be quite helpful in some areas, but I will say like the job that I have right now was not something that I got from being a PR major at Western. I actually got it mainly because I was part of an advertising club that would bring in people from numerous agencies and then interview people the next day. And so I really wouldn't have gotten the interview, let alone the job, unless it was for that club altogether. But the reason I started the show essentially was because I wanted to give college students and recent grads more so combined type of community because a college lifestyle is far different than the post-grad lifestyle. And I do believe that there is a lot of overlap that comes into it all, especially when it comes to discovering yourself. So I figured it'd be very productive to have a more open community that involves college students and postgraduates to really figure out and understand that everybody's in the same boat. They are not alone. They are always struggling constantly with a lot of things that might be similar to each other. 
And so it's easy to, it, it's a community that is easy to reach out and one that can be formed like far better than I could have imagined when I started the show. And I'm glad that both your show and my show are able to exemplify just that. Yeah, I think something that you said that I kind of want to follow up on, I you mentioned that that club is what really helped like propel your career path basically. And I feel like the biggest learning curve I had with college was I thought I'm going to leave with a degree and like, it's going to be fine. I'm going to get a job. It's great. And then people were like, well, are you networking? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? So I'm curious how much of like post-grad getting yourself up for post-grad is the degree, how much of it is what you make of that degree and how you spend your time at your higher education institution, wherever that may be, or even outside of it. I like how you mentioned outside of it because that is exactly what elevated my successes because it wasn't so much the stuff that I learned in day-to-day lectures. When I was in college, I I was busy every hour that I was awake and I wanted to keep it that way being the self-proclaimed workaholic. I had I had numerous jobs. I had a marketing job in an auditorium. I had a job answering phones at the computer center. I had a job where I sold t-shirts to organizations from fraternities and sororities and all and all sorts of other groups on campus. And you know, I just loved the idea of just constantly being occupied, having numerous stuff on my plate that I knew that I was able to handle. And I think that each opportunity definitely gave me more experience for the resume and more of a reason for me to essentially brag about myself during interviews whenever I was given the opportunity. So I guess when it comes to advice, the best thing I can say is you got to have some level of involvement with numerous things on your college campus because you've got all the resources literally at your fingertips right there, all within walking distance. If you're not taking advantage of all of that, then your time spent in college is pretty useless. You got to make sure that you're going above and beyond going to lectures and everything. You got to take advantage of every single opportunity that comes your way. For me, I would say it started from being in my fraternity where I really had no interest in any other clubs or any other organizations. I kind of, I got to college, I was going to classes and then I was interested in, you know, rushing. And so I rushed and then realized, you know, the hierarchy when it comes to the fraternity was fascinating to me because I started off, you know, just a a pledge and then working my way up and then eventually becoming a brother. But then I wanted to take it a step further. I ended up working my way up to being a vice, being the vice president of the fraternity, and then worked my way up to being the vice president of the interfraternity council, the council that oversees all the fraternities. And using that gave me more experience to be marketable for applying to those on-campus jobs that I mentioned. The t-shirt job that I had gave me a chance to expand my network and really get my name thrown out around campus and really get people understanding that I'm doing all that I possibly can during my time here and using it wisely, which definitely made other people view me as somebody that was a real go-getter. And I use that as a way to really showcase to interview interviewers that I was passionate about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get into. Wait, that's so funny that you were vice president of your fraternity because I was actually vice president of my sorority. So I'd love to connect offline about the struggles of uh, executive board in Greek life because it really is its own thing. Oh, we could talk hours about how (laughs) Greek life has elevated the college experience and kind of helped the post-grad life when it comes to maintaining good friendships from college too. I think that topic alone is worthy of an episode. 
Totally. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Greek life leadership is wild, really takes a specific <laughs> type of person. Um, so kind of shifting a little bit, I'm curious if you would have any advice for someone who wants to make a major career pivot and maybe feels like their degree is useless when it comes to the pivot that they're trying to make. I would say that it is essential that you reach out to professionals that are working in the field in which you are interested in, get their feedback, learn why they got to that area specifically, what they can do to make that pivot. All you got to do is just be very communicative when talking to these people about making that career pivot. Let them know, hey, I'm I, I majored in X, Y, and Z, and I know that that field is not, you know, it's, it's not my thing at the moment. And I know it took me a long time, but trust me, like I'm very passionate about something, re something regarding anything like, like law, for example, or, and I just want to get involved as much as possible. And so as long as you voice to people that you want to get involved in something that's different than what you have spent the last couple of years studying, I think that they'll be all the more willing to let you in and really give you an opportunity or connect you with somebody that might be able to help you on a more extended level. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I mean, I can't really speak to it because my situation is different, but I was an English major in undergrad and English and law are kind of related, but they're also kind of not related at all. And I've never faced any sort of obstacle reaching out to people saying, here's what I studied and did in undergrad. And I'm making the shift, so to speak, into law. So I think that's really, really good advice that you just need to say, this is what I want to do and take those um, proactive steps. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you'll talk to people that are in various fields and you'll come to find out, you know, they might've majored in something completely different in college as yeah. well. I, I've found that a lot through working in media, all sorts of people that I've worked with have, while there's a large amount of advertising majors and everything, but there's also a few that are in psychology or just any sort of different field that I, I personally wouldn't have expected. I think it's mm -hmm. something that should definitely be explored, but also at the same time, when you're years into a career, nobody is ever going to ask you what you majored in. So True. as far as I'm concerned, after you graduate, you know, that level of credibility doesn't always matter. What really matters is showcasing that you are passionate for something and then doing all you possibly can to accomplish that. Yeah, for sure. So shifting a little bit into your podcast, um, you kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but what made you want to start a podcast to begin with? Throughout college, a lot of people knew me as one that was always very conversational, love to talk about a plethora of different things. And I guess one of my greatest qualities is active listening. And I don't know if I could do an entire show where it's just me talking. I focus more on having a new guest with each episode because it's just, I, I think the guest uh, route when it comes to podcasting is only going to elevate your credibility when it comes to your show because it showcases that one, you can listen and two, it just adds more exciting content because it's coming from a unique perspective. And with each episode of my podcast, I, you know, as of this, as of today, during this recording, I have 21 episodes that are out. That means that I've had over 21 different conversations with people, 21 different stories that I've heard, 21 hours essentially of advice. So I think that the guest route is perhaps the best route to go. 
And that's not to knock the solo podcasting at all either. I think that's also very entertaining too. But for me, I've just been very, very grateful to be able to reach out with people and have so many people respond immediately and say, yes, I would love to talk about how my degree has not held up in the slightest, but I am doing just fine in my career right now. Because you'd be surprised. Everybody loves to both reminisce about college, but at the same time, talk about how they got to the career that they're at today. So it, it took me by surprise when I first started it out. I thought I was going to get rejected by a couple of people at first when it came to you know requesting guests and all that outreach. But to my surprise, everybody was more than willing to chat all about their experiences. So I couldn't be more grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, for sure. We can definitely echo that sentiment because we had the same thing where when we first started reaching out to guests, we were like, no one's going to want to talk on this show. And we were just so blown away by how willing people are. And it really is like the best networking thing we could have done in our postgrad year. Cause I feel like we've just met so many unique people and unique perspectives. Um, so we definitely get where you're coming from, but as a little behind the scenes, we ha were having some technical difficulties before the start of this podcast. So I feel like that's an appropriate background for this question, which is, did anything surprise you about starting and producing your own podcast? Whether that be a guest, um, something a guest said, something with the process, something like Zencaster completely <laughs> updating on you, um, just any sort of learning curves. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I think I learned something new about each career field pertaining to whatever guest that I have on the show. For example, my, la my last guest who is a, a law, a law school student, and he's transferred several different schools, law school in, included too. And he mentioned something like, um, you know, when prioritizing where to go to law school, you should definitely focus on one that is within the area in which you want to work after you graduate law school, which I didn't even think about on the, on the surface. So I've, I've learned everything from that to all sorts of different things, because each episode is different and each episode focuses on a different person with a different career background with a different college major. So there's just an overflow of information that is thrown my way. So I'm constantly just learning over and over again. And I love every second of it because it's just more knowledge that I can take in and really appreciate. And when conversing with somebody that may have a background in law, I'm able to at least bounce back and not just listen to you spew out all the law jargon that I'm sure you're constantly thinking about on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm actually able to kind of understand where you're coming from and continue the conversation as well. So I would say the best part has just been learning from everybody that I have talked to. I can confirm that you should choose a law school in the area that you want to practice. So he wasn't saying anything wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like you've had a ton of interesting conversations with a ton of really diverse individuals. And I'm curious if producing this podcast and having that experience has made you think any differently about your future career path and maybe your future higher education pursuits. If you were ever considering a master's degree, has it, you know, has it helped you make any decisions in that department or has it just broadened your horizon so much that you don't know what to pick? <laughs> I would say it's a little bit of all the above, as, as you just mentioned. You know, I could, I could take this as far as I personally want it to be, and I want to grow as much as possible because the more growth I get, the more credibility that I earn and the more that I stand out above other people with whatever area I'm working in. Having this just as kind of like a side hustle and just a hobby is something that is only contributing to my happiness. So I'm able to 
really feel all the more fulfilled that I can go to work during the day. And then once I'm off, I can work on something that I am constantly thinking about throughout the day and I want to add more to. So if anything, it's just amplified my happiness overall and my mental health, because I do recall once summer 2020 hit, my mental health was uh, during, it was a whole roller coaster in that of itself. It was, it was just all over the place just because I wasn't working in a field that I wanted to. I was working these odd jobs where I just did not want to be, I just did not want to be at every single day, but you just got to power through it. And I think that this podcast definitely kept my mind stimulated and it keeps me wanting to see where I can take it. In terms of a master's degree, well, the company is giving me tuition reimbursement. So I definitely think I'll take them up on that. So I'll definitely get an MBA and probably focus on maybe um, entertainment or sports business in particular. Um, so yeah, I would say that it's definitely opened a lot of ideas within myself and has really allowed me to explore myself in ways that I never would have thought possible. Yeah, for sure. I think Anya and I, I don't want to speak for Anya, but I think we'd both agree that it, it had a very similar effect for us and was definitely a really great creative outlet to have, especially when the world was like on fire around us. Um, and because of that, we've been super open about kind of the process and how we started our whole show with our listeners in case anyone out there wants to start their own show, you definitely should. So what would your advice be for someone who wants to start their own show? I would say, first of all, do it first and foremost, but also when you structure a whole plan for how you want the show to go, I would say at least record three episodes altogether and then release them on a week to week basis, just so you have just enough content to see where it can go, make executive decisions, reach out for more guests if that's the route that you're going to take, but make sure that you have enough content to start it and then continue the consistency because that is something that I think that I've been doing pretty well at. Definitely you guys have been doing very well at too in terms of having a new episode every week. And I mean, looking at it right now, 21 episodes, you know, that's almost an entire year of pot or half a year of podcasting, which is fantastic that I'm able to keep it going because then you, then other people realize, Oh, he started a podcast and he's actually like sticking with it. He actually is quite passionate about it. And then the people will tune in because they recognize that you're passionate about the show that you've been producing on a week to week basis. So it's all about sticking true to what you want to speak out about, but also follow up and constantly maintain your consistency when producing new episodes and content overall. Yeah, I think with all of the kind of social media figures that we've had on the show in the past, the biggest piece of advice people always have is that consistency is key. Um, and I know that Kylie and I also recorded a couple episodes prior to our release, just so you kind of have that cushion um, while you're still figuring everything out. So I think that's really great advice. Um, and I'm curious, keeping in mind everything that we talked about today, you know, from the topic of your show to your college experience to starting a podcast, what's the most important thing that you want our listeners to take away from listening to this episode today? I would say that you're not alone. All the struggles that you're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis, there are perhaps millions of people out there that are dealing with the exact same thing. Everything from imposter syndrome, depression, any, anything that you might be struggling with, there's definitely other people that are willing to talk about it. And adding this show to your weekly, daily or weekly routine, I think is able to help you in ways that you never would have thought, you never would have imagined from the start. 
I think that this community is special for a plethora of reasons. Everybody is struggling to get to where you want to be because I've heard mixed things about, you know, college being the best years of your life. But I've also heard some of the best years of your life are the three to five years after college, because that is your climb. That is your climb to becoming the person that you want to be for the rest of your life. And the best part is that it's all controlled by yourself. You are the one to dictate where you can go with this. You know, you don't have a structured schedule and layout the way college did. You are given free reign to do quite literally whatever you want. And while that is exciting, it's also extremely stressful when dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So with having proper guidance from these shows or any sort of related content, I think that you will be able to find your passion and figure out where you best fit within this world from a career standpoint and really just elevate your successes in numerous ways. Yeah, for sure. And then before we get into our this or that, where can listeners find your show? And do you have like a specific episode that they should start with your favorite one or should they just start right from the top and binge it all? Yeah. So you can pretty much start from whichever episode you feel best aligns with something that you might be experiencing altogether. I have episodes that range from not getting into medical school initially to transferring colleges. Like the topics are endless at this point. So start with whatever title I get, whichever headline kind of, you know, <laughs> grasps your interests the most. So uh, you can follow me just useless.degrees on Instagram. And then my podcast is available on all platforms ranging from Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can imagine. They're all there. And so, yeah, shoot me a follow and definitely reach out with any sort of, uh, any sort of story that you'd like to tell. I'd love to hear it. Awesome. Well, that concludes kind of the main portion of this episode, but you guys know that we love to end our guest episodes with a game of this or that. So you guys know the drill. Tony has not seen these questions yet, and we're just going to get a real rapid, candid response. So I'll kick it off with the first one, and it is cat person or dog person? Dog. Dog person. Do you have a dog? Yeah, I got three little Shih Tzus that are running around downstairs. So hopefully they haven't been too loud, but <laughs> definitely dog all the way. Oh boy, three of them. I can't imagine. Um, work alone or work on a team? Work on a team. I think that with the proper collaboration, you can yield way better results than working alone. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. City or country? That's a tough one. I love the city, love the country. I guess in terms of where I want to end up, definitely the city for now. And what's your favorite city? Ooh, that's also a tough one considering <laughs> I there's several that I still have yet to visit, but one that I would really love to one that I'm about to work in is downtown Detroit, but also I would like to experience New York City as well. Cool. Yeah, never been to Detroit. Kylie and I did go to Chicago a couple of years ago, and that was my only time in the Midwest, uh, but it's a really cool area, so I want to explore more of it. Definitely check out Detroit. A lot of good stuff there. Definitely becoming a lot better than it's been in recent years. Um, classroom or workforce? Workforce. I... I get, I get way more out of that type of environment than I ever could within a school setting. Yeah. It sounds like you've had a lot of really unique experiences in the workforce too. So I feel like you probably had a whole new breath of understanding (laughs) as a result of working in all the random different fields that you did. hundred percent. Okay. And the last question, would you rather 
be stuck too hot or be stuck too cold? Stuck too cold. I, I've been asked this question too. Like if you would rather like have your AC broken in the middle of summer or, or vice for, or, you know, flip flopped, but mm -hmm. I would definitely feel all the more comfortable trying to keep myself warm as opposed to trying to keep myself cool because, you know, I, it's just an easier process overall trying to keep yourself <laughs> warm when you're cold. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what I would pick. Honestly, they well, both plus, sound I'm terrible. I'm also from the Midwest too. I'm from Michigan where it, it snows nonstop all the time during the winter time. So it's definitely something that I'm being, I'm used to. The cold really doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here with the New Englanders. I agree. Too cold. It's easier to warm yourself up than it is to cool yourself off. 100%. This is um, random, but, and I'll cut this out if you're not a fan, but I'm curious, do you um, ever listen to Quinn 92? I'm just asking because he's from Michigan. <laughs> no, I haven't. Who's that? Oh, you have to listen. Um, he's a really cool artist. Kylie and I have seen him, in, seen him in concert a couple of times. And he literally has an album called From Michigan with Love. So you should give it a try. Really? Yeah. he's. I'll send you the link after this. I love Michigan-based music because I feel like that is an area that deserves a lot more exploration. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes this episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I want to say thank you so much to Tony for being a guest on our show today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it and definitely got a lot out of this. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk extensively about this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And if you guys want to follow us, you can find us at Two Degrees Hotter on Instagram and we will chat with you all next Tuesday. Bye guys. Bye.